Hello, fellow sojourners. I'm your host, Dave Layton, and welcome to Travel with a Purpose, a podcast designed to keep sojourners and friends informed, entertained, and inspired. In today's episode, I want to talk about freshening up and perhaps remodeling your RV. Most of us are keeping our rigs longer because of the expense of purchasing a new or newer rig. The looking at making changes and remodeling is an option for a lot of us. Remodeling or upgrading some things will also give you a new outlook on your rig and make keeping it longer more enjoyable. It might also increase the value of the rig later on if you decide to sell it. Now, don't be afraid to take on a project like this. It isn't as difficult as you might think. If you have moderate skills with tools and maintaining RV systems, you'll do quite well. Also, although building materials can be quite expensive, if you'll use a little bit of imagination and look to repurpose things, you can help keep the cost down. And also to help keep the cost down, think about keeping the appliances you already have if they're in good working order. I had some experience remodeling an RV from a previous project where I remodeled a vintage 1962 camper. I really enjoyed that project and learned a lot about RV systems. I literally put some of my own blood into that project. My wife accidentally trimmed the end of my thumb off with some scissors. I'll share the details of that disaster some other time. I regret to this day that I sold that camper. I know this is an audio presentation, but I'll try to describe what we did in our remodel in enough detail to hopefully give you an idea. If you want to see what we've done, Please stop in to visit us at Camp B, or if we're on a sojourn together, we welcome you to spend some time with us. By the way, our marriage survived the remodel, and we're doing quite well. One word of warning. When you start a project like this, it can lead to other things that you see that you want to change. Well, it took us about two weeks to complete the major parts of our remodel. We were not in a hurry but it didn't take as long as we thought it would. But even so, it was nice to finish it and feel the satisfaction of seeing it all come together. Well, first, always begin with a plan. Although remodeling your rig is not a tremendously difficult project, it'll be even easier if you have a plan. Think about things like color, furnishings, curtains, light, fixtures, flooring, uh, window coverings, and anything else you can think of that can be remodeled or updated. It's also a good idea to gather as much of the materials, tools, and supplies that you're going to be using. Gather them together ahead of time so you won't lose time making multiple trips to gather the materials. And guys, just a word of advice from my own experience. Discuss your ideas with the lady of the rig. It would be a very bad idea to remodel your home without her ideas and approval. So don't jump in there and start remodeling the rig without her input. Besides, you probably have decided to remodel anyway because she wants you to and has already given you input. And thank her for it. 
because the ladies have a lot better ideas and insights into those kinds of things than we do. Our remodel actually started by wanting to replace the booth-style eating area. Then we started the old what-if journey. Well, let's get started. I did most of the actual remodeling and painting with my wife's help and input, of course, on colors and materials. She made the window trim and some other decorative touches. We decided not to remodel the bedroom or bathroom areas, except to do a few touches and modifications. But we did a complete rework of the kitchen and living area. Our RV is a fifth wheel and has only one bedroom and one slide-out. That slide-out holds the couch and eating area. It also has an entertainment area where the TV was originally located. It's at the front end of the main room. At the back of our rig, we have two swivel rockers with an electrical service pedestal between them. We decided to replace the flooring material, paint all the walls and trim, and paint the cabinets to match. We didn't change some of the original trim around the slide-out and door. It was made uh, or covered uh, with a fabric material that matched our new color scheme. But we painted all the wood trim. We also upgraded all of our incandescent lights to LED lights. Well, first, I removed everything from the area except the couch. Our couch is a double recliner love seat and is very heavy and awkward. I, I didn't want to wrestle the beast out of the rig and then put it back in again. I was able to push it to the other side of the rig while I worked on the area where it would later be. I covered it with plastic drop cloth, of course, to protect it. Once I had everything out of the way, including the booth benches and table, I removed all the existing floor covering. That was a lot bigger job than I thought it would be. By the way, it was a good thing I did new flooring. I discovered some serious water damage in two corners. It turned out there was a leak that I didn't know about. I repaired that before going any further. I also took time to reseal all the windows and the corners in the area to prevent further leaking. Fortunately, that was the only repair I needed to do for the floor. The vinyl part of the floor came up easily, but the carpet presented a bit of an aggravation. It turns out that when they originally put down the carpet, they used hundreds of staples all over the carpet area to hold it down. After I removed the carpet, I spent the rest of the day on my hands and knees pulling up staples. Every staple had to be removed because we were going to put down vinyl flooring panels, and the staple would show through to keep the panels from laying down flat. I suppose I could have hammered them down, but I didn't want to take the chance. Once that was finally done, I did a very thorough cleaning of the floor to make certain no staples remained and all other small items were removed. I also checked for any other repairs that were needed, but the floor was in good shape. I held off putting down the new floor until I finished painting. I don't know why, but most RVs seem to have darker colors for fabric and wood trim. Some folks like to use wallpaper, but we decided to paint. We chose light paint colors to brighten up the rig and to make it feel like a larger space. Light colors help create the feeling of larger space than darker colors. 
Also, we used a semi-gloss finish rather than flat. It's just easier to clean and it looked nice. We didn't want to use white paint. Uh, nothing wrong with white paint, but we chose three different shades of very light gray. The overall color for the walls and ceilings uh, was the lightest of, of the grays, almost white, but not quite. Then we used the necked down shade of this light gray for the cabinet doors to give just a little bit of contrast. And then finally, we used the third uh, darker shade of gray for edge trim. We liked the cabinet hardware, and it was in good shape, so we reused it. This saved a lot of money since when you calculate the number of handles and hinges at, at, uh, against the uh, cost of new hardware, the, you know, several dollars a piece, it, it can be quite expensive. Well, of course, I removed the door hardware before painting. We also decided to change the existing window shades and valances. The valances were dark colored and wouldn't fit our new color scheme. They were also looking aged and faded. A couple of the window shades were no longer working as designed. Replacing them with the same style would have been very expensive. And since we were going with this lighter shade of gray, the existing window shades were a tan color, so it wouldn't look very well anyway. So we decided to use mini blinds. We found the right size blinds for all the windows except the long window across the back of the rig. We purchased one long blind and two narrow blinds to go on either side of it, and that covered the window very well. We purchase the type of mini blinds that don't have a cord to raise and lower them. You simply pull them down or push them up, and they remain in place. We've been very happy with these. Uh, just a thought to keep in mind while traveling. We found that it's a good idea to push the blinds up while traveling. They bounce around and because of all the excessive movement that's inside of a camper when you're on the road and it uh, damaged one of ours, but it was inexpensive and easy to replace. My wife made some very attractive window valances from a blue-gray gingham pattern material. I made the uh, curtain rods out of wooden dowels. I also made some brackets from for the curtain rods out of electrical conduit brackets. The brackets can be painted, but we left them the original silver color since it matched the overall color scheme. The back window, as I said, was a lot longer than I could find wooden dowels for. So I used a small piece of very thin PVC pipe, about six inches, to join the two dowels together. I selected the size of the PVC that matched the size of the dowels. I heated up the PVC with, with my heat gun just enough to get it flexible, then inserted the wooden dowels on either end of it, forming one long dowel. Once it cooled, it was tight and strong enough to span the window area. I cut it to the proper length and put a bracket in the middle for additional support. You know, not all of my ideas work out very well, but that one was a stroke of genius. I used a good latex-based primer to paint the walls. I didn't want the odor of an oil-based paint or the hassle of cleanup. The latex paint cleans easily with warm water and worked well. Before I started, 
I wiped down all the surfaces that I was going to paint with a general purpose cleaner to make sure there were no oil residue left. Some folks suggest you do light sanding before painting, but I tested a few areas and found that the primer I was using worked quite well on the clean surface. Also, some people use spray paint, but I used a sponge roller on all the surfaces and ceiling and got great results. I applied a coat, one coat of primer and two coats of paint. I didn't think I would need to paint the ceiling, but once I painted the walls and cabinet doors, the ceiling looked dingy. I removed the trim around the vents, the speakers, and I removed all the light fixtures. I was going to replace the lights anyway. Then I used a small foam roller to prime and paint the ceiling. Speaking of painting, another suggestion. I kept the paper sample cards that we used to select the shades of paint we wanted. You'll certainly need to touch up the paint from time to time after traveling, so these cards are perfect for matching the paint. I taped them to the inside wall of one of the cabinets so I know where they are. And if you do purchase some paint for touch-ups, see if your paint store sells the small sample cans or jars of paint. These are great for touch-ups. A small container of paint is a lot cheaper than a quart of paint and goes a long way in the camper, especially if you're only touching up trim or scratches and such. Once all the painting was finished, I began to work on the kitchen sink and stove areas. We decided not to replace the sink since it was in good shape and we liked the size and style. I did replace our original sink faucet with a tall crook neck faucet that has a pull-down sprayer. It has three different water flow rates. This lets us fill pots easier and helps with cleansing or cleaning the dishes. It was very easy to install, and we like it a lot. We also decided not to resurface the counter. I would have liked to, but I didn't want to spend the money for a new surface or go through the effort, and it was in good shape. I did add a flip-up counter surface to the end of the counter to give us additional space. It was the same surface material as the kitchen counter. It, it was originally in our bedroom as a stand for a small TV, but it was in the way when we walked around the bed and we didn't have a TV in the bedroom. And so by relocating it, we now had an additional surface area for meal prep. You might consider doing this if your counter area allows it. If you want to make one, uh, you can find the wood and the hardware and any other surface material at any of the big box stores. We use the stick-on vinyl backsplash material around the stove area. I found some at our local craft store that was less expensive than our big box hardware store, and the color matched. I investigated using ceramic backsplash, but was concerned about the grout cracking with all the movement that goes on, and it was more expensive. The material we used worked great. I also covered it with a thin sheet of plexiglass to protect it and to hold it in place, and certainly to make cleanup a lot easier. Next, I replaced all the electrical plugs with newer ones. This also gave me the opportunity to make certain all the electrical connections were secure. While I was at it, I replaced the GFCI plugs. I didn't know when they had been installed, so I just replaced them. 
I also added a USB outlet to the electrical service pedestal that allows us to charge up to five of our devices at a time. Again, that took very little electrical skill and was inexpensive. I use that area as a workstation, so having the extra USB power ports is a great bonus. I'll talk about my little office area later. While I was at it, I decided to replace the shore power connector on the outside of the rig. The rig originally had the type that was simply an opening to the outside that you had to push the cord back to store it. It coiled into a box inside the rig. Sometimes it would get tangled up and I'd have to work to untangle it. I replaced it with a plug-in connector on the outside. This allowed me to shorten the cord on the inside. I only needed about four or five feet. By the way, I used the extra cord I cut off to make a shorter power cord about seven feet long. This comes in handy if I don't need a full 25-foot cord, or I just need a little bit for more extension. Some time back, I installed an RV electrical pedestal at our house where I parked our rig. This is just the right size to reach it. This was very easy to make. I mentioned we replaced our incandescent lights that, that came with the RV with LED lights. These are also very inexpensive. They give more light, they burn cooler, and use less energy, and they're very easy to install. I was able to use the existing wiring and switches since they run off the 12-volt system. Last of all, I replaced the flooring. I already mentioned removing the vinyl flooring and carpet that was originally with the rig. I replaced it with vinyl planks. I did not use the adhesive type. The adhesive type of vinyl is not as forgiving as the non-adhesive type. Also, I decided to not glue the flooring down. The planks were the type that interlocked to keep them from coming apart. Uh, they also had an underlayment bottom. I decided to add additional underlayment as both a moisture barrier and to deaden sound. I used thin sheets of foam underlayment purchased with the, with the planks at our local big box store. I simply trimmed the underlayment to fit all around the floor and then put down the planks. I started with the floor and the slide out since it was square. Also, it's a good idea to start with the inside edge of the slide out, not against the wall. This way, if there are any pieces that need to be cut lengthwise, it will be against the wall and not in the front where it's more visible. I use simple techniques to measure and cut the flooring. If you've ever put down flooring, the technique is basically the same. Once I had the flooring down, I, secure, I secured it with quarter round trim all the way around, and this kept everything in place. After all our traveling, it hasn't moved any or come apart, so it holds quite well. One area that I had to get creative with was the threshold along the inside edge of the slide out. This is where it lays flat when the slide out is fully extended. I researched some ideas and found a great idea that worked very well and it was easy to do. If you've ever noticed the edging that's around the bottom of a wall in some buildings like offices or schools that have tile floors, you'll see a three or four inch wide vinyl strip with a rounded edge that joins to the tile floor. These come in three-foot lengths, 
and are also available at big box stores or other flooring outlets. I simply laid it upside down on the floor, so the curve is turned downward over the edge of the slide out. I then secured it in place with liquid nails. You could also use some other kind of adhesives, but liquid nails worked quite well. Once it was in place, I began to put down the flooring planks on top of it. Once the floor was completed and the trim in place to hold it secure, it made a very nice seal with the slide-out extended. After that, it was simply a matter of continuing to put the flooring down. Remember to alternate the length of the planks so, not, uh, so that the end seams don't line up together. I also had a lot of angles to custom cut around the kitchen, the, the cabinets at the base. But the vinyl planks were very forgiving and easy to cut. You simply score it along the line and snap it apart. I want to talk about what we did with the booth-style dining area. We had decided to replace it. It was not a comfortable place for us to sit for a very long time, so uh, we went with table and chairs. I like to make furniture, so I built a table there that is just the right size for both of us. I was going to make some chairs to match it, but I found two chairs at Walmart that were a perfect size. They were inexpensive, lightweight, and held up nicely. I took the lazy way out and purchased them. We did lose the storage area under the benches for the dining booth, but I came up with a creative idea. I purchased two single kitchen cabinet bases. I also purchased a board about five feet by two feet for a countertop. I painted the cabinets to match the other cabinets and stained the board to match the table. Then I attached the board to the top of the cabinets to form a nice credenza with a wide space between the cabinets. Then I attached it to the floor with L brackets. It fits nicely under the window and gives us great storage and a very useful surface to keep things that we would use while eating or using the table otherwise. It's nice to sit there during meals and other times and look out the window. I made the table to be just tall enough to slide under the credenza in the open space. I also attached some hooks to the base of the credenza to secure the table and chairs while we travel. I use bungee cords for this. When we get to our destination and set up, I simply unhook the table and chairs and slide them into position to use. By the way, we found some pillowcases that match the window valances. Lynn trimmed them to fit over the back of the chairs to add a little nice touch. Uh, they also protect the finish of the chairs if, we move, if they move while we travel. Uh, we found some inexpensive chair cushions also to match. I'm very proud of Lynn's artistic abilities. It added just the perfect trim to everything. There was one other modification I made that I forgot to mention. I modified the cabinet that originally held the TV. It was open with no doors. So I made some doors and painted them to match the other cabinets. Then on the inside of the cabinet, I put a shelf in place to hold different items like coffee supplies and other small items. On the bottom of the cabinet, I put in a slide-out shelf that holds our coffee maker. I have a regular drip-type coffee maker and a single-cup coffee maker, and they both fit in there very nicely. The slide-out shelf also makes it easier to fill the coffee pots with water. 
When I've cleaned up the coffee maker, I simply push the shelf back in and shut the door. I want to briefly talk about my office area. I made a desktop out of the piece of uh, tabletop board that gives me a work surface for my computer, extra monitor, and printer. It sits on top of the electrical service panel or pedestal and crosses over to the box that used to hold the shore power cord. It gives me a perfect place to work and is exactly the height that I need. Before I did this, I used to use the dining table. I had to move everything when we wanted to eat. I also have plenty of light and can look out the back window. Well, friends, that wraps up some of my suggestions about remodeling and updating the rig. There's certainly much more that we can do and just let your imagination run wild. I hope I've given you some ideas, though, and perhaps remove the fear of jumping in and starting the project. It takes moderate skills for most of it. If there's work you aren't comfortable with, such as electricity or gas, don't hesitate to get some help. But if you're like me, it's a lot of fun to learn new skills. YouTube is a great place for ideas and learning how to do things. Well, thank you for joining me in this episode. If you have a topic to suggest or are interested in being a guest on our podcast, or you know someone we should have as a guest, please email me at sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. That's sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. Also, please follow our podcast to keep updated with new episodes. My goal is to publish a new episode each week. Well, I'm your host, Dave Layton, and remember to glorify God as together we travel with a purpose.